Hello, and welcome to Nevermind the Pain Points, a podcast dedicated to helping you unlock your business challenges. Pulling on our network of clients, partners, experienced employees, and industry experts, we wanted to share with you our views and opinions on common business challenges. As a consulting firm that deals with these pain points on a daily basis, we thought we were well-placed to get insights on addressing these challenges. Enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nevermind the Pay Points, our second of our data series. So in our last podcast, Philip and Anisha talked about the challenges faced in the not-for-profit sector around data management. So today with me, I have Will Thomas, who has extensive experience in data governance design and implementation projects, and Susie Mossman-Monk, who is a chartered psychologist and has extensive experience in delivering change management in the data space. So welcome. Hello. 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 Hi. I think we can all agree that embedding change in data projects or organizations that are quite immature in data can be quite scared and they can be quite apprehensive to the whole beast of it all and it can generally be quite difficult. So what are your thoughts to that? What, what resistance have you kind of experienced on projects that you've been on from client side or from project management point of view? I guess a key thing when it comes to projects on data is that they're often led and driven by kind of IT functions within businesses, but obviously they impact everyone. Um, So while IT stakeholders might get really super excited about all things data related, it's not necessarily the case maybe that every single employee in an organization will feel the same way. So it's kind of really important to make sure what you're doing is relatable to everyone in the organization and not just the technical people who have kind of the data hats on. Yeah, I think I think often um, these kind of data projects are driven, as Will said, by IT um, and kind of come down in quite a top-down way. So it's often leadership think that this is something that needs to happen um, and, and kind of get IT to actually go away and, and implement a program. And I think a lot of people maybe who aren't in that space think that data just isn't relevant to them. They think that data is just to do with the kind of numbers or figures and it's not actually what they do day to day. I think often people think when you start a conversation about data that it's got nothing to do with them and, and so they kind of switch off straight away and don't necessarily engage as you would like them to. And it sounds to be quite silo, doesn't it, in that regard that, you know, data is only done by one function. So I guess how how can we kind of make it more relatable or show the benefit or the full power of data? How how have you thought about that? So the current project that Susie and I are working on is a data classification program. The organisation we're working with wants to apply a label to every piece of information in their organisation. And that label is essentially a piece of metadata that tells us something about the document, about the database. It gives us some information that we can then use to try and secure that that piece of information. In terms of people's workflows, what we're actually asking of people is to click a button in Microsoft Word and add a label to a document. It's obviously really easy to do, only takes one or two clicks, but you're still adding to people's workload. So one of the things to go back to the benefits case is, well, actually, if you label your document correctly as an end user, we will then build downstream systems, downstream security controls, which will prevent you from doing things with that information that you shouldn't do. For example, if it's super, super sensitive piece of information, you apply the most restrictive label to it. And then we might put a rule in place that stops people from sending emails with those kind of attachments on them. 
that's the kind of benefit that really works for people. And it, it helps that individual not do something that they shouldn't be doing, basically. So one of the things I think that we found really helpful is making it a bit more relatable for people. It sounds really simple, but... I think if you get people to realize that actually it is relevant to them and there are kind of individual benefits for them and really kind of focusing in on those, then it helps people to understand and and get behind the initiative a little bit more because it, it touches on their world. Yeah, exactly. I think what we found from a change perspective is almost take out that word data and just understand how people within the business actually do their job day to day. Um, and from there, you can work out yourselves what kind of data they do interact with and then kind of share that back with them because they might think, as Will said, oh, I don't I don't use any kind of databases. I just create, you know, Word documents or something. And actually, that is still data that's relevant to the company. You know, if you talk to people, then you can understand what challenges they do face in a data space and start linking that to hopefully how you're going to help them. And, and as Will said, draw out those individual benefits to make it more relevant for them. And I think just to build on that, is like a, a specific example around someone's pain points it may not be immediately obvious in a discussion with someone that a pain point they're encountering is specifically about data but if you keep kind of digging down into that asking why 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 then it may well come out that the reason that someone can't do something in their role is because they don't have access to the information that they need when they need it it's interesting isn't it so two things i picked up on there one is like the taboo around the word data and it's kind of this scary word or this scary thing so i want to explore that in a second in a bit in a bit more detail but also just around the fact that it's to do more broadly with information so it's like taking a user point of view of what is their pain points from their world their perspective and i feel that's where customer journeys or customer experience or user experience and that lens comes in do you have any points on thoughts on that? I guess one thing that's really important relating to customer journeys and internal kind of business processes as well is really understanding where data is used throughout different processes, throughout different customer journeys to make sure that the right data is available to the right people at the right time. I guess something as well to think about is kind of incentivization. I guess traditionally, you don't really incentivize your staff around things relating to data, which often actually makes staff probably feel like data is an annoying additional administrative thing that they have to do on top of their day job. Whereas actually one of the things that we considered on a project that Susie and I are both involved with is how do we incentivize people to actually be motivated to keep their data up to date? So when you think about salespeople, they're traditionally motivated by the sales that they make, but we could, we kind of muse the idea of, do we have a team-based data quality sort of dashboard? And it introduces that kind of element of competitive competitiveness between different teams, different people in the organization. And if people are kind of financially incentivized by that as well, it's just another motivation for individuals, isn't it? Making people care, really. You know, why Why should people be interested in, in this data and, and data change, for example? So to Will's point, if you can actively build that into, for example, individuals' targets, KPIs, business kind of indicators, then that just 
helps with that whole culture change piece and equally even at a, a less kind of intense level if you can bring some humor to any comms that you're doing try and make it not as generically not exciting data comms to bring data alive a bit and, and make it a bit more interesting than people might automatically think that it is it's this whole perception that it's very opaque, it's large, it's, like Will said, a chore, an extra bit of admin. I think one thing that Will said as well earlier was giving it to the right people at the right place at the right time, and I'd say also the right quantity and the right detail, and making it easy for that end user to access, use, clean, maintain that data, automating where possible as well. So in terms of like that spirit, making things as simple as possible or as not as scary as people think it might be, what thoughts do you have on the sort of syntax, terminology, reducing that scariness of data? I think one thing that we found is trying to have people with kind of different backgrounds and different skill sets involved in your project team. So for example, I come from a people background. I, I don't have a, a deep background on data so I think having people who maybe aren't in the detail so much can be really useful because they can challenge the the project team or the people that are leading the change to say actually I don't know what it means when you talk about x y or z and therefore end users also probably wouldn't it's easier for you know for for us to find out what doesn't make sense at the start rather than pushing something out to end users and for them to turn around and say I have no idea what you're talking about and I think to Will's original point you know if this sometimes comes from teams that are really in the detail with data it's hard to sometimes see that different people don't have the same level of understanding of data so making sure that you have people to kind of challenge those assumptions um, I think is is really useful. That's a really good point. That's exactly what I was going to say, Susie. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. I think, yeah, just to, I guess, just to build on that a little bit, one thing that we found works really well is that if you are going out with a change that's relating to a database, or if you're running a project relating to data, not all aspects of the project are going to be relevant to everyone. I think just building on what Susie said, you will have technical stakeholders, you will have IT folks, you will have IT architects, you know, data scientists, and they're going to get all of the jargon, they're going to understand everything. So it's very important to have all that stuff and have those documents have that information available to people who want to read and want to know about it and care about it. But at the same time, kind of tailoring tailoring your communication and tailoring your interactions to the stakeholder group that you're working with at that particular time, similar to what we would recommend with any project using things like, like personas and, you know, customer journeys, employee journeys, only give people information that they need to know. We don't need to overwhelm everyone with the technical justification. People generally only really care about things if it impacts them or if they have to do something differently. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, to your point, Will, someone doesn't need to know how this, how a a certain project or a change is going to impact every single person in the business. They just care about how it's going to impact them and how they do their job day to day. So it's again, bringing it back to those individual benefits, individual changes, just giving people the key pieces of information that they need and tailoring things like training, communications as much as possible to be relevant for that stakeholder group. Because yeah, otherwise people will just switch off if, if the first thing that they see is, oh, this will 
change X, Y, or Z that has nothing to do with them, then it'll be much harder to kind of bring them on that journey and get them to see the benefit, I think. Is there something around it's actually quite hard to design a change or to design a data program to be simple for those end users? It's easy to design something and give something, give everything to everyone, but tailoring it, simplifying it might take a bit of work up front, but it's worth it in the long term. Yeah, definitely. I guess, you know, you can make those big changes and and it's just working out actually what is the end user impact. So, you know, you make 25 technical changes to something and actually the the end user who's who's actually going to be engaging with it on a day-to-day basis, if they only see a couple of things that are different, then they don't necessarily need all of that information and, and context. I think Mm. keep it somewhere because they might be interested, but just make sure that the key messages are really clear. Yeah. And I think just to add to that, it's similar to any project, right? We get the change management basics right and you build a foundation that is hopefully going to lead to a successful project. On a project that Susie and I are involved with, we've had change management team from the the get-go, basically. Project's been running now for over 12 months and while we've deployed some small changes to end users the change team have not been sat around twiddling their thumbs for 12 months you know they've been doing the groundwork making sure that we're really ready to go live when we do roll out this this data related change if change is involved early then you can think about ux and how users are actually you know user experience and how they're going to interact with any changes that you're thinking about rolling out and i think just having that people lens is really important particularly when looking at a data project um because it can sometimes get overlooked i think just on that susie do you mind expanding a bit on what does that ux piece look like in a sort of data project or a data change from from my perspective always kind of engaging with users as early as possible and getting feedback as as soon as we can as soon as we have some kind of product or even the idea for a product is really important to get that user input and actually think about is this going to be effective when we roll out and that's one thing we found to be probably more effective than anything else that we've done on our data classification project is engaging with end users from the start before you've got anything concrete even if you just have an idea that you want to test out, make sure you've got a pool of people across the organization who represent different cohorts, can give feedback and will give honest feedback as well. And I think sometimes that that can be challenging, right, to hear the truthful feedback that maybe business users don't care about this data thing that you're doing. And that can be a hard a hard bullet to swallow for people who are really kind of motivated by this, but it's super important to bear those views in mind and kind of factor it into your overall plan and approach. Yeah, it's, it's good to know if you're kind of setting out fighting an uphill battle and, and knowing that actually this isn't necessarily going to be something that people are automatically engaged in. It comes back to that point of, okay, well, how do we make it relevant? How do we make it interesting and engaging for people? Um, I just had two questions on there. One of them is a bit of a leading question, which is is it sounds like having that focus group across various stakeholders test the change with is useful in terms of incrementally rolling out bits of work and in its sort of agile kind of way is that right we would always advocate taking an agile approach to delivering these things you should be led by your users and focus on what causes them the most pain or the most challenges first so Generally, that's the approach we would recommend taking. 
you take a slice of the most important data attributes and improve those first. Because if 10 of 50 data attributes are what cause the majority of people in your organization issues and challenges, why wouldn't you fix them first? I think understanding truthfully from the business users what causes the most issue is vital to the success of the project because otherwise you're basically going on a bunch of assumptions that IT stakeholders have made about how they think people use data and how they think they interact with it when actually you, you're better off being led. So yeah, I, I guess, does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the second question I had was what sort of roadblocks or pain points, either end user perspective or employees gen- in general, when it comes to data and change? One thing we've heard from a change perspective is um, people can be quite scared of data. They hear horror stories about um, like monitoring or data being used in um, less positive ways in the news, for example. Um, I think there can be some concern that, you know, if organizations are focusing more on gathering data, then that then individuals um are, you know going to be targeted if they're not doing things right or if they make mistakes um, I think that's something we've heard from people and um, trying to make sure that we're positioning the change in a really positive way so obviously this is a, a change that the organization is looking to make and um, highlighting that it's a positive step forwards um, but again bringing it back to those benefits for the individual and I think listening to those concerns and actually taking them on board and not just dismissing them and and looking at ways that we can work as a project team to alleviate any concerns that people have and, and focus on on why data is being collected if it is why it's important and actually you know how that will help that individual rather than it being seen as something that could be used against them I guess and I guess in terms of the UX angle is really important to understand people's actual workflows. We want as much as possible to make it seamless and a natural thing to apply these labels. So we need to actually understand from the end user, when is the best time for us to ask them to do that? When would they usually do that within their workflow and so on and so forth? And then we can sort of tailor the solution to those needs a little bit. There's there's a lot more to it under the covers around how data is either being used, how much data is being collected, who it's being shared with. And I think we mentioned in our last podcast that GDPR can sometimes seem to be a bit of a stick rather than a carrot. But in a lot of cases, it's there to protect the end users and make sure that, you know, companies are held accountable to doing the right thing with their customer information. A lot of the heat that social media, like the big social media giants have been getting with data privacy, how they use information and collecting billions and billions of users of data, it's it's more relevant than ever at, at the moment to use data correctly and, and with good citizen mindset and responsibility. Just wondering if you had any thoughts around how you are managing the change of data and encouraging responsible use of data in on your client or any of the other sort of projects that you've been involved in. I think explaining why we're asking people to engage with data or why data usage is being changed is really important I think if you just tell people this is happening you need to do it it's one people are going to question okay is is that being done responsibly as you say um and two you know if you're asking people to add things to their workflow or change how they're working people want to know the reason why and I think it's that balance between not going into so much detail that you know people are overwhelmed and confused but also not making assumptions that people 
aren't interested at all, don't want to know and just want to kind of be told what's going on. I think people want to understand why things are happening, why it's important, what's going to be changing and, and what's going to be done with that data that's being collected if, for example, that is something that is coming into place. Susie, Will, thank you so much for, for your insights and your thoughts. I think we've covered a whole variety of things there. And personally, my, my takeaways from our conversation is, you know, data data is this huge nebulous thing, but it doesn't need to be. It can be broken down and it can be made simple for the end users. And having that end user lens is quite helpful, both for designing a change program for the benefit of your client rather than doing everything at once so it's manageable. You do it in an agile, iterative way but then it's also beneficial for the end user, right? So, and a big piece there was around the comms and reason for why data is important. So sort of singing to the hearts and minds of people that might not be so detailed in technical literacy of data, having a clear sort of case for why, why is data important? I think just listening to your summary points there, my biggest takeaway from this whole conversation is probably that you need to put people as with most things, at the center of it. So if you put your end users and your your people at the center of what you're trying to achieve, you're probably going to be a lot more successful than taking a scientific, you know, academic approach to how to fix your data. Yeah, exactly. Understanding how the change is going to impact people and making data in general relevant to, to the people that you're trying to make those changes for, I think is is really crucial. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Susie. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on and uh, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Good luck with the rest of the project as well. Thank you. Thank you.